This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 49. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you Hello, care. welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture of Goodfellas one hardworking minute at a time. I'm Connor Kilpatrick. With me is Ron Richards. I got things organized, Connor. And Josh Flanagan. What was it, DJ? And in this, this minute kicks off with Henry telling Karen that no one goes to jail unless they want to. 
Karen. Ends with a truck hijacking. <laughs> so uh, let's kick it off. One thing about this minute I found is there's, there's a good bit of foreshadowing here in this conversation with Car- Henry and Karen. In addition to the whole thing about talking about why people actually go to jail, uh, he, he specifically calls out one instance in which a certain demographic of people would fall asleep at the wheel, which is what happens later. Yeah. Just stacks. Um, Wasn't wrong. In yeah, his he, experience. He actually has a very astute <laughs> knowledge of the criminal underground. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and I think that's the thing is that like – so so Karen, you know, in, in yesterday's episode in, in the, the last minute, Karen was expressing her concern over his lifestyle and what how, how he's earning a living and the possible lawlessness of it and what if he goes to jail. And Henry is so confident. In this, in the opening seconds of this scene, explaining to her why she doesn't need to worry about that because he's got things organized, he's got things under control. I, I, I note, I noted that Henry is good with organization, which I did not know was the key element to being a successful criminal is organization. Yeah. Apparently, somewhere he has charts or or a, or, or a big bulletin board with lots of post-its <laughs> and index cards. He's very organized. <laughs> This is what we don't know. We only see their bedroom in their house. We don't actually see the office. People, where he's <laughs> people when they talk about Al Capone, uh, Lucky Luciano, uh, you know the founders, of Mur- yeah, uh, the, fr- the founders of uh, Murder Incorporated. What you don't understand that really set these guys apart from the regular thug was their organization. Ex- well, I mean, honestly, my, my, uh, Meyer Lansky, very organized man, true. meticulous files. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just everything, everything in its place. <laughs> I feel uh, as, that's I feel, what Henry's good at. I feel as if we don't we don't give Henry enough credit as a administrator. Middle management, <laughs> basically middle management. Middle management, Henry Hill. That's what the cops and the feds could never understand. <laughs> it was all about index cards. And honestly, as, as and the, the Dewey Decimal System, as the that, as the movie continues and we get into the seventies and drugs and whatever, the organization falls apart. That's right. where it happens. It's, yeah. It's, it's right there if you're looking for it. But if right. you're not, then it's hard to see. Well, it's hard to see uh, like with all the glitz and the glamour and the guns and the violence and the cursing. But underneath, it's really ju- – It's really – it's spreadsheets. It's, it's a ledger. It's, it's file cabinets. It's – yes. It's, it's that's, <laughs> honestly, that's how they got Capone. <laughs> his accountant was unorganized. It's true. Yeah, there you go. And his own meticulous accounting is a bottom down. Yeah. <laughs> it's ironic. Don't get me wrong. Seriously, though, uh, what you're seeing here I think is, is interesting because what it is is you're, you're talking about how uh, persuasive Henry is. And, like, that is his, that is his criminal power. No, but at this, at this moment, at, and the thing is, like, as he's talking to her and telling her with, with, with this passion and energy, he is invincible at this moment. Mm-hmm. He 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 knows the system. He's playing the system, and he's playing it to his advantage. At, right now, at this moment in time, he's—I mean—he pulled off Air France. Like he's well, got—he's got things covered. Everything's cool now because he can to, contain it. Would you to, say he was untouchable at this moment? Nah, possibly untouchable. <laughs> to quote one George Costanza, "It's not a lie if you believe it." <laughs> exactly. Because well, the thing—the thing is, the thing is also it. what he tells Karen is delusional. I mean, the, no, the, 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 I think that he's so good at lying yeah. that that he that you do believe him, and yep. she believes him and wants to believe him, but he's he's full of shit. The, the the whole premise of his argument is that no one goes to jail unless they want to. <laughs> Who <laughs> wants to go to jail? And Jeannie's like Jeannie's husband, husband. and and because the, to get away from Jeannie <laughs> and, the, and the poor Jeannie again. I feel bad for Jeannie, but um, but the thing is, is that uh, if you if we fast forward, not to jump too far ahead in the movie, but when he does go to jail. Like, what? 
he, he didn't choose that. Like it happened. Like shit happens. And so yeah. So well, the thing is, this is the minute where they both buy into it. So she yeah. in her voiceover, this is she is fully in it. She says yes. they're just blue collar guys. They're just working hard. Running scams. Yeah, that, that's, what had, that's what I had. That's what I had. Is that would do? Yeah, is that Karen? This is this is the moment where Karen is signed up. You she's know, she fully, said she's she, fully bought in. She it. actually says it doesn't. It, it didn't seem like crime. They were just they were just enterprising guys. They were so they cut a couple of corners. Josh, where have you store. heard this before? By the way, <laughs> this very language almost to the to the T. Listen, they're hardworking guys, all right? They don't have no college guy. educations. They don't get handed degrees. They, they got they got to they got to fight they for what's to, theirs. They have to because it's theirs. Yeah. They deserve it. Right, exactly. We it's, own the we own the airport. It's listen, ours. it's it's just there for the taking. They built it in their neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> right. what do they expect? Right. It's their own fault. Exactly. So, let's talk about the fun fact for this minute, which is the first known use of the term blue collar. Well, because these are blue collar guys. Was it 1924? At least that's the first that historians have been able to find. I sworn it was Jeff Foxworthy. In 1924, in an Alden, Iowa newspaper, uh, the the workers were referred to as blue collar because about in 1910 the term white collar was uh, formed because of the all the upper class, uh, you know, guys who were white collar were wore the suits. Yeah. So blue collar was for was a term that used because of the blue canvas jumpsuits that many uh, workers wore. To protect themselves from Greece, so that is the that is the uh, history of the term blue collar. Interesting. So, um, uh, well, can, but, go, go on. No, after you. If you want to continue on that, I have a different. I have a different diversion. No, I was I was going to talk about how uh, how how steamy the scene is. I was going to say that's actually that's related. My note here yeah. is side nip. Well, well, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna dance around it, but yes. Well, just, listen, I saw this movie the first time when I was fifteen, and back then things were different. So it's it's burned into my brain that uh, here's almost some nip. Listen, millennials, this is as good as it got when you were fifteen. <laughs> exactly, oh, <no>. exactly. <laughs> the catalog in my head. You didn't just open up your laptop and find any manner of depravity at, the, at your fingertips. This was as good as it got. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> word got around, and you see, Goodfellas, there's a side nip in it. Did they? Did they? Uh, did they censor this in the TV version? I wonder. I don't think so, because you don't actually see it. It's just more of a, it. Could be, it could be argued as a shadow. It's pretty obvious area. No, there's there's uh-huh. no way this is in the TV version. Oh yeah, that's maybe what not. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, what I think is, I, what I think is funny is that the again the juxtaposition is that as the steamy is started and and Henry is is you know Henry and Karen are on the bed and they're making out. That's when Karen comes back in the voiceover and is justifying everything and si- and signing up for everything. You know, like it's she it's can never resist him physically. That was exactly in the book as well. they had that exactly. they had like crazy physical chemistry that even when they were mad at each other, they're still going at it. Yep, exactly because it's hot. <laughs> I got no more no more notes, man. Uh, let's see what oh, I got. Well, we get, we're cutting from so from the from the bonin we fu- we cut to uh Tommy just Tommy barely the, barely any seconds of this. I mean, I don't know yeah, if yeah. it's worth like we should wait seconds till, of the hijack. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, it's Tommy going full western. He gets throw that in a strong bar, that strong box varmint. Yes, yeah, so we we do get which a varmint, is, varmint. Which is, yeah, which is, which he's uh, playing he's playing full western. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that totally. Was, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. But he's yeah. he's fully in in his uh, road. Uh, what, what were they called? The the guys who robbed the stagecoaches. Oh, highwaymen. 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 Highwaymen yeah. Role. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, it's not, it's a nice juxtaposition to where we are there. So like he gets her sorted out. You don't have to worry about that. 
you know, I'm not going to go to jail. You know what? Here's what here's something that I think we can both enjoy. Kiss, kiss, all that. And anyways, back to the crime. Right, and even like this. Well, let's talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot to have fun with that tomorrow. So let's uh, yeah. There you excited. go. But uh, yeah, no. This is I mean, this is just basically like Connor said. I think yesterday, a couple of days ago, the the Stockholm syndrome of Karen is complete. She is fully complicit and on board. And well, at uh, a certain point, you're also you're in right. You're married to him. Right. You in that day and age, you don't. It's not easy. Divorce is more of a problem. Yeah, well, yeah. We're so not, what are you we're gonna not, do? We're, we're not on a Molly, Connor. Come on. <laughs> so um, what are you gonna do? You have to survive in this marriage, and the, the best way to do it is to just back to the Kool Aid. And let's also be honest. I mean, you know, on 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 one knee in the A shirt. Right with those <laughs> eyes, like it's it's really like they're nice eyes, they're, right? And he and like and the angle and like and like and like and as he's talking to her and he's very convincing, he's very charming in this. It's <laughs> and you see her because she's kind of like because she's sitting on the bed and he got down on his knees on the floor and he's looking up at her and she's looking down on him and you just see her eyes get bigger and bigger as he's going through his little spiel. He you does know, and, know how she feels. Yeah, exactly. And and you see you see the moment the moment that she it she switches and it, you know and and accepts it all. Um, and happens to be the moment he lays her down and then touches her side boob. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's uh, it's it's quite it's quite alluring. I feel like uh, you had a feeling there. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a feeling. Both Henry and Ron had different kind of feelings. <laughs> Well, I got nothing else. This is this is a short. I, I think we need to run. I just uh, well, I, I I mean, I could talk about <laughs> run bedroom, from this minute. I, I could talk about their bedroom furniture, but I, I don't want to bore anybody with that. Wait a minute. Let's let's talk about this. Let's, yeah, let's, it's it's not very good. It's not very inspired. The furniture is <laughs> not inspired, or your comments not very. Well, no, the the furniture and the decoration of the whole bedroom. I'm a little disappointed in the bedroom, to be honest. They're gonna make up for it in a big over the big way. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where they start as a young married couple who right. have. Finally, at this point, I guess they've left the parents' house. Oh no, I've got, I've got, I've got things for tomorrow's episode about that concept as well, too, about, about this topic. Yeah, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got concerns about the the, uh, the their real estate choices. So, well, this is their IKEA phase. In 1970s, it was more their Sears phase. Well, it's what I'm saying. Like yeah. equivalent. Well, we'll get to of... that in the appropriate time. Fuck count for this is one. Tommy uh, robbing the truck driver. It's it was, it's amazing about it. It's so short. He still got a fuck in there. So. And always count on Tommy. So until t- – well, that's it for Minute 49. Let's just wrap it up. For- right. And tune in tomorrow for Minute 50. Until then, check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram at Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And you can find all our episodes at GoodfellasMin.com. And you can support the show by going to GoodPatreon.com slash GFM. And if you are a $5 up patron, you get your own mob nickname. And we will do that tomorrow on the show to the next lucky patron. And the mean- you can also go to GoodfellasMin.com slash support where you can shop via Amazon via our link. And if you have any questions or anything to note, if you want to send Ron – you're reminiscing of Long Island, or uh, anything to do with Ron. Let's let's, let's talk about Sears furniture. I my family had a lot of furniture from Sears, and and I didn't like it. Ron needs a little help with his Bible, I think. <laughs> Contact goodfellasminute.com. Yeah, if you want to give Ron Bible notes as well. No, please, don't, please don't. I ignored it then. I'm going to ignore it now. <laughs> <laughs> Until tomorrow. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.